Our scripture reading this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning with the 10th verse. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there are no divisions among you, but that you be, be united in the same mind and of the same purpose. For it has been reported to me that Chloe's people, by Chloe's people, that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you say, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did not baptize also, I did baptize also the house of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might be emptied of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Church, you still out there with me? Good morning. I'm glad to have you all here. Uh, we are the family of God. We are the family of Good Shepherd, whether you're here in the house or whether you're online. So let's take a minute to wave to everybody so that we can make that family connection and, and look around to see who is here. We want to uh, remind everybody that we're all a family here at Good Shepherd. And if you're here with us for the first time, welcome to the family. Uh, so c- continue to... Uh, Love and be loved by us and, and let us know that uh, we are all the family of God. Uh, comment here online. If you're online, comment in the comment section. If you're here in the house, please just uh, shout out. Um, we love hearing from you in whatever ways we can. Uh, for those of you who may not know, I am Pastor Regina, and I'm looking forward to spending some time with you this morning. Here we are. We're four weeks into the 2023 it's moving fast, isn't it? We're only one week away from our Good Shepherd Debt-Free Celebration Sunday. I hope everyone will be able to join us for worship and then for lunch afterward. Hit up, remember to hit up our website or, or call the church for more information about how to make reservations for that meal. As we move forward into this new era of being debt-free, we're focusing on watchwords that will keep us heading in the right direction. Words that keep us dependent on the leadership of the Holy Spirit and on our own discernment. God is leading the way. Good Shepherd is discerning who we are and what it is that our purpose is in this community, in this season. As we continue to offer ourselves and our resources, God will lead us into the future. It's a great time to be a part of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church and its future. Our first word this year was holy risk, or is holy risk. Stepping out in faith to do what God is leading us to do. Our next word is focus. Focusing on the goals and seeking to follow through with the goals that we set. We began praying for for answers to how God is leading us as individuals and as a church to, to demonstrate the commitment to our physical, spiritual, and financial growth. Last week, our word was examine. 
We took a deeper look at our motivations and, and concentrated on what we already have within us as, as individuals and as a church uh, so that we can concentrate on living out in abundance of faith, service opportunities, worship, and joy of being the body of Christ. Now today's words are transparent unity. These words are difficult to attain and even harder to understand at times. In our world today, we really don't have many great examples of unity, do we? So how is it that we can think that we can accomplish this goal as a faith community? Our component, or one component in unity, is being transparent with our actions and our speech making sure our actions match our words, being sure that both our words and our actions are excuse me, are kind and are said and done in love, being sure that all we do is grounded in Christ and that the example He set for us to follow is what we are doing. Unity is not about being in lockstep agreement on everything, but, but in working together to ensure that the greater purpose is being accomplished despite our individual preferences. Transparent unity is achieved as, as we keep Christ at the center of all that we do and that we operate with loving honesty and foundational integrity. Sometimes when, when you plan sermon topics in, in advance and you choose scriptures weeks ahead of time, you get to the writing stage and ask, what was I thinking when I chose this scripture? Now, following the lectionary as can sometimes be blamed as it is in this case, but, but even then there, there's three or four different choices that you can make. But this week is one of those weeks that I sat down and I looked and I went, where am I going to go with this in transparent unity? Because that was the, that's the title of the sermon. So, However, when, when I took a closer reading, I, I remembered why today's scripture was pertinent. And it falls in the very first verse that we read in verse 10 that connects Good Shepherd to our current reality. Hear that verse again. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be unified in the same mind and the same purpose. Unified in the same mind and the same purpose. What does that mean? How do we get there? Now, I know that when you get more than two people together, you're going to have as many opinions as you do people. Can I get an amen there? All right. The work of the group is to come to consensus and then support the opinion of the whole. It's an art of compromise, listening and working for the greater good that emerges that makes unity possible. Here's where we find Good Shepherd UMC. We have a lot of emerging ministry ideas. We have many tried and true ministries that make Good Shepherd who it is. We have many opportunities to discern what the future of Good Shepherd will be. What an exciting time we have before us to continue to, in a sense of unity in the midst of emerging change. Our purpose is broad. To be the body of Christ that serves our community and demonstrates God's love to all persons as we make disciples for Christ to transform the world.
Our task is to keep this purpose in the forefront of all we do as we collectively work through the many opportunities that come our way. Too often today, our society is is focused on the individual. My rights, my opinion, my desires... Now, spending a lot of time in isolation over the last few years didn't help this line of thinking. But what Paul argues is that being in community is more important than individuality. Community is more important than individuality. Yes, each person is important, but we cannot live out the gospel message alone. We must walk this walk together. The gospel tells us that we are to work together for reconciliation of differences and for relationship with God and each other. When differences arise, the the goal is to reconcile by focusing on building up the body of Christ and not with the focus of simply being right. This goal influences how we resolve differences in interpretation of Scripture or living out the gospel in our daily lives. We're always better together than we would be individually. An African proverb says, If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Unity is about setting aside personal preferences for the greater good. Now Paul's pretty serious about unification in mind and purpose. He uses various phrases to make his point in that single verse 10. Be in agreement. No divisions among you. Be united in the same mind, the same purpose. In typical Paul fashion, he he rambles a little bit after that, and he, he doesn't give a lot of details about how to accomplish this goal or exactly what he meant. He just wants us to do it. Now, some could argue that Paul literally meant everyone must agree on everything and believe the same way about all things as well as acting the way everyone else does. But that could but 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 then he says, you know, we could have differing opinions and priorities in the application of our interpretation. Others would say that that humans are uniquely created, they have different experiences and histories, so there's room for discussion. So, it's difficult to determine exactly where to draw the line and know when we've crossed that line when it comes to a unified understanding. But let's try to clarify what Paul is trying to tell us by looking at how he spoke to the church in Corinth. He addresses them as brothers and sisters, indicating that connection and unity, a family not created by blood but by life, and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is what's important. Whenever differences arise, there needs to be a sense of connection and community, finding our commonalities rather than concentrating on our differences, telling those funny family stories to which we can all relate and add a piece along the way, to building each other up and not tearing each other down. Being of the same mind might be as simple as agreeing to disagree in order to move forward for the greater good. Now, Paul is not suggesting that we surrender truth just to maintain community. He is advocating that there are acceptable and unacceptable ways to reach reconciliation and new understanding. We see the opposite played out too often in our world, in in our own denomination, and maybe even in our own lives. Our world is filled with examples of name-calling and finger-pointing. But as Christians, we're called to, to a higher behavior in the midst of frustration. 
We can demonstrate to the world how to find common ground without giving up. Good Shepherd United Methodist Church has found ways to to live out this practice over the years and the result is an exciting future ahead without the albatross of debt. Listening. Listening is the key to success when trying to achieve like-mindedness. We cannot always speak trying to, to get our point across. We must also take time to listen to other points of view. And as we listen, we can not only listen to those who confirm our point of view, we must also listen to those who challenge and deepen our understandings. We've got to listen to each other in order to grow. As we listen and grow and and do so with our ears to Christ, not as proof that we are right and that Christ is in agreement with our point of view, but that Christ is at the heart of who we are, trying to, who we're trying to be, and that Christ is the one we follow, and that Christ is the one that we've come to know. As a relationship with Christ should, should not be used to, to be a weapon or to force our individual point of view, but it's a grounding rod to center our discussion, our discernment, and our decisions. Christ is the foundation for unity. Once unity has been reached, it, it's important to be transparent about how, we, how unity was reached and, and about the struggles that arose before reaching unity and the commitment to unity in the future. Transparency is the key to, to unlock all of our 2023 watchwords. We cannot proceed into the future unless we all know where we're headed and how we determine the direction that we are following. Good Shepherd United Methodist Church's leadership is, is working diligently to determine our future mission and vision. We ask each of you to participate in this discernment as you pray for us, as you pray for Good Shepherd, as you listen to, to what God is telling you, and as, as ministries bubble up inside you, and, and as we reflect who Christ is as we reflect to the world our purpose of Good Shepherd. We're called to live out our faith in ways that are clear to us and to those to whom we witness. Christ is the way of hope and salvation. He is the way of grace and mercy in times of differences of opinion. Christ is our common ground that keeps us focused and following through in those moments of holy risk. Christ is with us as we examine our lives and our motivations. Christ is the one who calls us to unified transparency as we live out the gospel message in a world who too often operates in the shadow of division. The challenge for us is to seek to find Christ and his message of love in all that we do and in all that we are as we move into 2023. As we come to the communion table this morning, I I want us to think about unified transparency. We're all invited to this table. We're all invited to come and to hear what Christ has for us to hear. We are called to come in a unified front as a people who are willing to, to admit that we're broken, admit that sometimes we're wrong, and admit that we have done things that have kept us from being who we are as Christ followers. But we also come knowing that we are forgiven, that what Christ did for us on that night in, in which he was betrayed, 
when he came together with his disciples and had a meal and then as he moved on throughout that next week and was crucified for our sins that Christ welcomes all of us to the table. So I want us to take a minute this morning as, as we pray together in silence to lift up those things which, which keep us from Christ. Things that we may have done which might not have set that good example to others. And to let us know that we are forgiven. Let's pray together. The good news, the good news is that we are forgiven. That we are a forgiven people and that we can come as a reconciled people to God's table. But as we do, let us remember that on the night in which he was portrayed, Jesus took bread. And he broke this bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. After he finished eating, he took the cup and he blessed it and he gave thanks to God and he said, This is the blood of the new covenant. Pour out for you these things that are in this cup that are myself. As often as you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Holy and awesome God, we come to you this morning knowing our faults but receiving our forgiveness. Lord, we ask that you pour out your Spirit on, on all of us gathered here and those of us who are online. May you pour out your Spirit on these, these elements of bread and, and juice that they may become you within us and that we may become a reflection of you in the world. Lord, for all that you do, for all that you are, we give you praise and glory. Amen. And may those who are participating in worship this morning and, and communion come together. morning. We will take a piece of the bread, dip it in the cup. The altar is open for anyone who wishes to stay and pray. We have gluten-free options, and if you're not comfortable with intention, we do have individual cups. Come now as you're led.
from this place knowing that God is good and may you share God's goodness with those you meet. Amen.